Hello and welcome to Fairy Dad Boss Radio, where we explore the incredible professional journeys of successful women. Join us for candid conversations about lessons learned and how we can come together to support one another, drive change, and shatter the glass ceiling. Welcome to Fairy God Boss Radio. Today, I am joined by Nolita Lewis, Material Behavior and Operations Leader at GE Aerospace. Nolita, welcome to the show. We're so excited to have you here. Thank you. Excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. We are excited about today's conversation. I'd love to jump right in and would love to start by hearing more about your career and how did you get to where you are today? Great question. I am what you hear called a first-generation college student. So I am the first in my family to go to college and grew up near the Hartsfield-Jackson International Airport in Atlanta and had a thing for, uh, for planes. Never was able to afford to fly on one prior to um, going to college, um, but always, you know, had an interest in how they flew, um, what was happening on the inside, where were they going? Um, And so fast forward, senior year in high school, applied to Tuskegee University that has one of the few aerospace engineering programs out there. And so did really well in undergrad and had a few summer internships here at GE Aerospace, trying to figure out, you know, what I wanted to do longer term here at the company. I knew that GE was where I wanted to be. I just didn't know what I wanted to do in particular at the moment. Very big company, a lot of options for engineers to really explore and learn a lot. And so graduated from Tuskegee and joined GE on the Edison Engineering Development Program full-time. I got my master's in mechanical engineering through that program. Also very exploratory. It's a rotational program, gives you the opportunity to try out a lot of different places within the company before landing in something a little bit more permanent after two years. You know, throughout that program and the internships that I had, had a lot of great mentors and coaches kind of guiding and directing me, showing me what's out there, being honest with me about my gaps and the things I really needed to work and develop. And then, you know, what landed me here eventually after 22 years with GE, it's the hard work, the people that came before me, and then delivering and executing for the business. 22 years at GE. That Mm -hmm. is incredible. And a tenure that we don't see all that often any longer. Mm-hmm. And it's a testament to you and the contributions that you've made, the success that you've had, but also the organization for being able to provide you with, with those opportunities for advancement where you felt comfortable continuing to grow with the company. As you navigated those career transitions, what were some of the most crucial decisions you had to make along the way? Oh, a lot. So um, one was getting over the fear of being away from home, Mm -hmm. right? Getting over the fear of, can I do this? Can I move away from Atlanta to Cincinnati where I know no one? Go to corporate America, big company. Yeah, I had internships, but it is a little different when you're full-time and this is permanent. So getting over that initial fear of, can I do this? But then coming to the point where you jump in and you try to do your absolute best. I had a mindset 
very early on that there are people that need me to do my job well, from our customers to the people that I work with on a regular basis. There were people that took a chance on me that made sacrifices to get me here, including my parents who put me through college. And so with that mindset, you know, it kind of projected me to want to do well in everything and give my absolute best. Big decision that I've, you know, had to make is just saying yes to something someone else saw in me that I didn't see in myself in making some sacrifices on how to come up to speed and learn very quickly. Because oftentimes when people say, oh, you can do this job, right? And you have uh, what you think are minimal abilities, you make some sacrifices and you have to figure out how you learn and how to do that job well. Going back to what I mentioned before about hey, someone took a chance. Someone's depending on me to do a good job. I think my biggest, biggest decision, at least the one that I found myself making several times in my 22-year career was, was again, saying yes to those little voices in your head that tell you you can't do something. It's so powerful and it's so important. I think we all have experienced those moments personally and professionally where we're faced with an opportunity or a new challenge that scares us. And to your point, there's something to be said about embracing that fear, accepting the challenge, and then putting in the work for yourself, for those who've invested in you. And the results have seemed to pay off really well in your world, Nolita. So congratulations on all the success that you've had there and making those career transitions and growth. Throughout your time in the industry, I wanted to see if gender dynamics had any sort of influence on your career. Has gender played a role at all in your work experience, especially knowing that some of the industries you've worked in are traditionally more male dominated? Yes, yes, yes. I had this saying early in my career, it's lonely being the only. And so, you know, walking in, in re- reviews or meetings where you are the only, you're the only mm-hmm. woman, you're the only African-American. And so having to prove myself, right, that I deserve to be here. But I will tell you, some of my biggest advocates were male. Like, it, they, they did a great job at making me feel comfortable, right? Yes, mm-hmm. I had my challenges like any other um, industry, right, where you're the only But I will tell you, I work with a great group of people. I've had some great advocates. Probably the vast majority of them are male. I think the biggest challenge and hurdle had to overcome from a gender standpoint, like I said, is just proving that I didn't get the job because I'm a woman or didn't get the job because I'm a black woman, right? It's because I deserve to be here just as anyone else. From the start of engineering school until, you know, 22 years later, still finding myself feeling like I need to prove that. Not necessarily because I'm made to feel that way today, but just because of, you know, the nature of things and my own struggles with validation. I am proud to say, though, in my current role that I probably work with more female engineers than I ever have. And it is very refreshing. Very, very refreshing. It's funny because, you know, if you talk to other women within GE 
we always kind of wink or do an imaginary high five when we walk into a room and there is another woman in the room, right? Because that hasn't always been the case. So it's like a secret handshake uh, that we have or, you know, a look that we give each other like, oh my God, I'm so glad to see you. We may not know each other, but just the sheer fact of another woman being in the room gives me a piece of mind going into any discussion. I love that. And and we hear that time and time again from all of the women within our community that there is that special bond, that shared experience. And we always aim to continue to foster and grow that. So in the spirit of fostering that sense of community, how do you go about mentoring or supporting other women, whether that's at GE or in other aspects of your life? So I have quite a bit of mentees here at GE. I also have a passion for giving back to the community through STEM in elementary schools. So I do a lot with those organizations as well. I have mentees. I am intentional about my regular touch points with them. I have a reminder on my calendar. This sounds crazy, but my calendar is crazy busy. But I have a reminder on my calendar to reach out to my mentees, to check in every other week, see how things are going. I try to make myself available when they want to talk. I also try to celebrate and support them. Tough review coming up. You need me to help you think through, you know, an engineering problem or figure out how to respond in a tough situation. So I try to make sure that I'm available and I'm intentional about those. I'm also willing to give them the feedback that no one else will, right? Mm -hmm. Because I had someone do that for me and it helped grow and develop me. And so I try to be in a very gentle and respectful way, give them the feedback that you know, we sometimes need to hear that may be a little difficult coming from someone else as well. You make a really good point. Feedback is so critical to that mentorship relationship, but it's not easy to do. It's not easy to do. There's somewhat of an art to it, but with practice, the value that can come from it is incredible. So kudos to you for spending so much time making such a strong commitment and giving back in so many aspects of your life. I'm sure throughout your journey, there have been so many lessons learned. Is there one that stands out? Is there an impactful lesson you've learned in the workplace that you'd like to share with our community? Yeah, I would say, and this is one thing that I absolutely struggle with, I'm being fully transparent here, is networking. Mm-hmm. And you hear people say it all the time, like, oh, you should network. There's power in networking, network, network. And I'm so uncomfortable in those situations. I've grown less and less uncomfortable with it as I've grown in my career. But I will say that there is truth to those words, right? You need a network. You need a network to get work done. So your internal work network, right? You got a deadline, you need a favor. If you got a network of people or or a person that's in your network that you can call to help you out. They're more inclined to help you out if you're part of that network, right? If they know you. You need a network for advocacy, right? When you're not in those rooms, who's speaking for you? Who's standing up for you? Who's saying your name so that people know who you are? And then just for advice, right? If you're having, as I mentioned, you know, things that I do with my mentees, you may have a big pitch coming up and you want to practice, Or you want to know, hey, what kind of questions am I going to get? 
Maybe there's someone in that network that has gone through that and you can reach in and ask for some advice on those situations. All part of having a very strong network. So if there is one thing that I have learned to appreciate is the power of having a good network. Well, I really appreciate your transparency. I am sure our audience will as well. And it's not the first that we've heard that, right? It's a it's an uncomfortable thing to put yourself out there to make those strides to begin or build upon your existing network, both inside your workplace and outside of your workplace. For those who are listening in and resonate with this message and have yet to begin, right, have yet to really start to form their network, what would your advice be to them? How can they get started? What would be that first step? I would say, and this is cliche, but get comfortable being uncomfortable. Best advice I've I've ever received, get comfortable being uncomfortable. So you sweat, whatever your uncomfortable behaviors are, get comfortable with those because essentially that's what you end up having to overcome to be able to Meet new people, especially when you're an introvert like I am. In order to be able to meet new people, you know, I have to give myself a pep talk. I give myself the pep talk. I know it's going to be an uncomfortable situation. But what I found is if I better prepare, okay, well, what topics can I talk about? Go in the bathroom prior to that session and say to yourself in the mirror, you can do this. It's not as intense. These are people just like I am. And they have insecurities just like I do. And so it's just a dialogue and I'm going to get a name and I'm going to remember and that maybe we have something in common and take that commonality and try to use it to make yourself feel more comfortable. And what I found is, you know, after the first 20 minutes or so, I'm completely comfortable mingling in a group of people that I may or may not know. That's great advice. Thank you so much. I love the idea of a pep talk. I'm also a big (laughs) fan of power poses when you need to give yourself a little boost before entering into one of those uncomfortable scenarios. Absolutely. It's great, great insight. As we talk about some of these challenges that you've overcome, I wanted to call attention to the fact that these past few years have been incredibly challenging in many ways for all of us. What are you doing differently as a result? Do you have any advice for our audience on how to persevere when they experience these sorts of challenges and transitions that we've all seen play out in the workplace? What the challenges have taught me over the years, you know, through COVID and even before that, is you have to be intentional about making time for yourself and for your family. And not just saying you're going to do it, but really being intentional about it. And so in my life, what that looks like is at 5 p.m. every day, I try to close my computer and I go home so that I can prepare a meal for my family. I can sit and have dinner. I can spend time with my husband. I can help with homework. And then if there's something I didn't finish, maybe I hop back on after I've done all of that stuff. The second thing I'll say is having the courage, and I say courage, to boldly say no to things that I don't have the mental bandwidth to do. I was always that person with, you know, my weekends were jam-packed. There was a baby shower or a wedding or a 5K or anything that came up. I was always like, yes, absolutely. I'll do it. Absolutely. After working a full week, having a family and everything that comes along with that, always saying yes, found myself burnt out a lot. And so now 
you know, having the courage to boldly say, no, I appreciate the invite. Thank you for thinking of me, but I can't attend and being okay with that. And then the last thing I'll say is, and this is going to sound silly, but being okay, having a lazy day. Mm-hmm. I am very much the person that, okay, if there's downtime, I should be doing something. I absolutely should be doing something, right? Whether it's catching up on email or wiping the walls down or cleaning the baseboards or cleaning out the gr- There is always something. And it was very hard for me to sit in that lazy day. And yes, there are things to be done, but guess what? I am going to sit on the couch. I'm going to read a book or listen to some jazz. And that's going to be what I'm going to do today. And I need to do that for my mental health and for my mental well-being, so that I'm my best person here at work and also um, at home. It's having those lazy days often and being okay with that. I love it. I love it. Everything that you said resonates so closely to me. And I'm still figuring it out as a working mom of young children. Mm-hmm. I see those commitments starting to pile up. The invitations start coming more frequently. And there's something to be said about finding that balance and using some courage to say no from time to time so mm-hmm. that I can be the best co-worker, the best leader, the best mother, so on and so forth, right? And there's some benefit to that. So thank you. I took notes. I'll reflect (laughs) on that. (laughs) And I think it'll resonate with a lot of the folks within our community as well who are experiencing and navigating certain challenges when it comes to finding that balance, juggling those variety of responsibilities that we all have inside and outside of work. I'm sure there'll be many people who are tuning in that are very interested in learning more about the career opportunities at GE Aerospace. Do you have any advice for those who are interested in learning more? Absolutely. So we have a lot of jobs out on LinkedIn. So if you're on LinkedIn, you can um, check out any person, any hiring manager. We even have some talent acquisition partners out in LinkedIn actively recruiting. So if you are interested in GE Aerospace, I would send any one of those individuals that you find out there a note um, to see if they can direct you to the open positions. I would also recommend that you check out GE Careers, jobs.gecareers.com to be exact, to apply to any open roles that we have. We definitely have some out there, especially in engineering. I say if you're interested, absolutely get out there and uh, have a look at what we offer. Wonderful. I'll also make a plug for GE Aerospace, uh, their Fairy God Boss profile. Lots of great information there as well as job opportunities. Fantastic. Well, I'd love to transition to a fun section of our conversation, which we have coined our fast five questions. My first question is, what is your go-to karaoke song? I Want to Dance with Somebody by Whitney Houston. Yes, such a great one. Who cannot not dance when that one comes on? The next question is, what book would you recommend? So the one that I've read that stuck out to me most here recently, past couple years, is Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink and Leith Babin. I will write that one down. Very good book. Great. Who is one celebrity that you would like to have dinner with? 
Okay. So my answer to this question is probably not going to be one that you would expect, but none. I'm not really starstruck. I work with some really smart, cool people every Mm day. Like we that are rocket scientists, believe it or not. And it's hard to top that. So I, you know, I get my jollies and I really appreciate working with the smart people here at GE Aerospace. And I consider that a privilege. So much so I don't plan on leaving GE Aerospace. I'm going to retire from here. So (laughs) hopefully they don't kick me out. But this is the coolest place. These are the coolest people, the stars that I desire to hang out with and learn from every day. You cannot beat that answer. That is amazing. All right. At Fairy God Boss, we have a tradition where we see that sometimes women are not great at bragging about themselves or talking about their own achievements. And we believe that we can only get better if we practice. So I'll ask, can you please share a brag with us right now? So this year, I was the 2023 Women in STEM inductee for GE Aerospace. Wow, that's a big one. (laughs) Very uncomfortable for me, I have to tell you. So you are definitely right when you say we don't like to brag on ourselves. That is very true. Listen, I was ready to pull from our conversation. I had a series of things, Nolita, that I was ready to brag on you about, stemming from first-generation college graduates to all the mentorship work you do internally and within the community. We could be here for a while talking about all of your accomplishments. So thank you for bragging for us. We've reached the end of our conversation, which I've really enjoyed. It's been a ton of fun I have one final question, which is, what is the number one piece of advice you want to leave our audience with? One piece of advice I'd like to leave the audience with is try. How do you know you can't do it if you don't try it? It's okay to fail. Fail fast, but it's okay to fail as long as you try. I love that. Here's to all of us taking that into consideration and just giving it a try, right? What do we have to lose? Thank you. Thank you so much for your time, for your advice, and for sharing your stories with us, Nolita. It's been such a pleasure, and I hope you're back on the Fairy God Boss Radio podcast soon. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us today on Fairy God Boss Radio. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and visit us at fairygodboss.com. See you next time. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.